0: Ready for takeoff. <laughs> Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, aka De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What is going on, CEOs? De will be here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, I am here with Rex Afrasiabi. Rex is a principal and the founder of MA Legal. He started MA Legal with an immense drive to help his clients achieve success within the framework of the law. Rex has an extensive legal background, holding roles as general manager and the legal counsel for a large manufacturing distribution company, senior solicitor acting for members of the BRW 1000 Entrepreneurs List, as well as legal counsel for government bodies and charitable organizations. He has played a pivotal role not only in startups, but in existing large enterprises with his clients comprising of real estate moguls and business leaders. I'm very excited for this call. So let's get right into it. Hey, Rex. So again, thank you very much for being on The Remote CEO. How are you doing today?
1: I'm very well. Yourself?
0: I'm doing great, Rex. Thanks a lot. Um, listen, I always ask my guests, what were you doing before becoming an entrepreneur and taking this route for you? you know, uh, What were you doing before you started your business?
1: Uh, before I started my own business, I was a general manager for an international fashion company. So I was traveling the world, going to fashion events, um, exhibiting and, and the like, which was a lot of fun, but it lacked um, certain things that, you know, satisfied me, I suppose. So I went out on my own.
0: Makes total sense. And how long uh, have you had your business force uh, now, your practice? Uh, it's been
1: about f- 14 years.
0: Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I already talked about this in the intro, but you're a lawyer, but can you really dive in a bit deeper into your work, what you do, what type of clients you work
1: with, and who you serve? Certainly. Um, Look... Um, I do predominantly business law. So I help CEOs and business entrepreneurs to um, establish their business and grow their business from from startups to growth strategies on when they're acquiring, when they're selling, uh, when they're growing. So all aspects of them. So um, it's a beautiful insight into how they operate. And from that, I've learned a lot myself and ventured into a lot of businesses myself and even partnered with some of my partners on some of their ventures as well.
0: That's super cool. And I'm sure here's the thing, like now you told me you're working as a lawyer and you you scale your agency or your your practice. And at the same time, you also work with CEOs and businesses. So you have so much experience and I can't wait to really pick your brain right now. I'm sure that my listeners will love this. Um, So is your firm, uh, do you have a brick and mortar firm or is that a remote one?
1: Uh, it's a bit of both. Um, we do have, I think with, with legal practice, you need to have brick and water. you need to have the nice offices and the like, just mm-hmm. because I think it's expected, but we also have a number of our lawyers working internationally as well. So we work remotely with them.
0: That's awesome. And let's uh, talk about the management side of your, of your firm right now, because I know that a lot of people, uh, are scaling their businesses, possibly either remotely or half, half. And some of them are experiencing some issues with uh, communication, with managing their team members and whatnot. So is there something that you can think of right now, maybe a a couple of tips um, that you can share with our audiences about how
1: to manage a team remotely? I think when it comes to management, it's about your culture. If you've got the right culture, they're gonna be adaptive to the environments. So if you can work on your culture and you've got the right culture, then everything else becomes a lot easier.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. And um, at the same time, you have you do business uh, law, so you have several clients that uh, I'm sure there some of them very successful, and some of them not as much. And you know, I don't want you to say names or, of course, mention anyone. I but if uh... you would, <laughs> but if you were to single out one or two areas. That you see you know okay this business is doing these couple things right i know they're going to be successful what would those areas be
1: i think it's about the ceo and their mindset and their drive and their goals so i find that the ones that succeed more than others or get to their goals quicker are really got a defined destination and they can map it out. So what I speak to some of my clients about on a frequent basis is where's your destination? Um, and the analogy I use that is if you jump in your car, if you don't have a destination, you're just going to drive around the block. But if you have a very firm destination, you'll sat nav or you will get there quicker. And I find what some people lack in business um, when they're starting off or when they're growing, they, don't have, they haven't defined their destination clear enough for themselves to get there
0: makes total sense. And at the same time, I know that some people don't have a destination and they want to do a lot of work. They work maybe even 15 hour, 16 hour days, and they don't really get anywhere because if they don't have that destination in mind. But I also know of some business owners that are all about the big picture mentality. I got to build this billion dollar business and they never even created a hundred thousand dollar business or a million dollar business. So there needs to be a nice balance between to two. And I was actually wondering if, you know, you've successful entrepreneur yourself and you work with successful entrepreneurs, where is the balance? Do you uh, see mainly people uh, working on operations in certain certain days and then focusing and doing deep work, let's say a couple of days a week and locking themselves up in a room and not getting anybody to, to, to bug them? Or do you see, even for yourself, do you have mornings for focus and then afternoons you do meetings? How do you structure your days or your weeks?
1: Um, I think if you're going to do it, you need to put yourself first. Um, So working hard is paramount. You need to be able to work hard. You need to also know every aspect of your business. To be able to delegate properly, you need to know how to do it yourself. And I think the more successful business owners know every part of their business well enough to do it, but they know how to delegate it as well. And in that, they also take time out when they need it to look after themselves. There's no point working 15-hour days and burning yourself out early. It's a long-term game, not a short-term game
0: hundred percent. It makes total sense. And now I actually want to talk about law. Uh, I don't want to get in too many details because, you know, otherwise my listeners will probably get confused, but I know (laughs) that law as well as insurance and other parts of the business that are not, you know, the, so to speak, the exciting things like, you know, the new logo or the new website, but the law, it's it's such an important part of your business. Uh, Can you tell me when should people start looking to hire a lawyer uh, to take care of, of course, of the business? Uh, at what stage uh, do you need a lawyer right away as soon as you incorporate a business or can you wait until you start picking up some sales? Uh, what do you think?
1: I think if you have a, the right lawyer with you, that will help you plan each stage of your business with you. Um, and I know it sounds cliche coming from a lawyer, but <laughs> your legal agreements is the value of your business. So, for example, if you've got a supply business and you're distributing goods or whatever the case may be, you, the value of that business is in your agreements. If those agreements are for a long term, you can sell that because someone knows they've got longevity. So, I think it's paramount for your own business, anyone's business protection, to have everything all the T's crossed and the I's dotted. And the sooner you start doing that or start thinking about that, the better.
0: I really, really love what you said right now because I know that a lot of people at home listening to this podcast are building a business, but they're not at that stage where they're thinking, I'm going to sell this thing in five, 10 years. All right. And so for that reason, I think it's okay for them, or at least they think it's okay for them to kind of wing it on certain aspects. But like you said, if you do want to create something of value that can be bought possibly down the road, you definitely want to have a system that works and it's really, really clear. Is that the case?
1: That is so the case. And it's not just the system mean the best businesses I view, I believe, are businesses where the, the owner, the CEO, doesn't have to work in the business. If you can run independently and it's got um, long contracts where people cannot get out of it, that's a business that's very sellable and it's good to run and people wanna work in it. If you don't have that, you kind of got yourself a job, not a business.
0: I, I, uh, this is very enlightening. It's funny because I do know these things as well. But when I hear other people talking about them, I'm like, man, <laughs> thanks a lot for <laughs> another reminder. Um, and it makes so much sense, Rex. Actually, uh, here's the thing you talked about uh contracts that keep people um in the business for longer. Uh, are we talking about monthly recurring revenue models? Um, are you talking like what type of businesses are we referring to right now? Like, uh, let me let me give you an example, I'm thinking right now about a SaaS, a software as a service business. Uh, These contracts need to be, of course, very good. Is there anything else that longevity of the client can apply to what you were talking about right now?
1: Uh, In any business, every business is slightly different. So it needs to be, anything needs to be tailored for that specific business. Um, so, any business can have the protections with the agreements in place, but it needs to be tailored for the business. And it's also more so. So, for example, if certain businesses are very reliant on salespeople and the like, so to ensure your salespeople have appropriate restraints on them so they don't go leave you and join your competitor and take all your customers with them. Yes. So, there's oh, wow. different That's... aspects of the business that needs protection.
0: Yeah, you just give me a nightmare.
1: <laughs> I just. Sorry, thought about it. a... It's fine. It's <laughs> you know fine. What? It's good to have these nightmares. But if you're aware of it and you become <laughs> conscious it. about these things, yes. that's when you start protecting yourself. It's not, hard it's not expensive to do so, um, but a lot of people don't do it until they get to a point where they need to or someone's actually taking advantage of them or they're looking to sell and they go, well, I don't have any value. I need to add value to this by entering to these contracts with my suppliers. And if you've been operating from for so long, people second guess you saying, why do you want me to do it now? But if you ask for it from day one, it becomes a lot easier.
0: 100%. It makes total, total sense. Listen, Rex, I wanted to talk about your experience as an entrepreneur. Um, you said you've been in business for for well over a decade now, and uh, I'm sure that you had your ups and downs as well. So I was wondering if there were any time, uh, as if there was any time in your career, uh, in your entrepreneurial journey, where you were working way too many hours and you felt overwhelmed. And that's the first part of the question. The second part is if you did get to that level, how did you manage to get back on track and to really get your life and your business set up in a way that it's not as you know, it's not burning you out, basically.
1: Um. The first part of your question, yes, definitely <laughs> there's been elements of my career, my business um, and not just the law firm, but other businesses where I've been overwhelmed and overworked um, the way I've dealt with it. And what I still do today is delegate a good business owner should know how to delegate. That should be the, one of the best, most fundamental skills they have. Because if you're doing all the work yourself, why do you have people working for you? And if you're not, if you're doing, if you're working inside the business, and I know it's a bit of cliche, people say this all the time, but working inside the business doesn't mean who's working on the business. And only the owner or the CEO can work on the business. And if you get distracted within the business work, you can't work on the business
0: hundred percent. There is is what you said right now. I just want to echo what you said right now, but reminding my listeners that, you know, if you are having a very good day, it should look like a lot of communication with your team members, a lot of delegation, and not a lot of, you know, like you said, uh, crunching numbers and doing all this stuff that like someone else can do for you. Makes total sense. And Rex, I was actually wondering right now, um, you're on this podcast. Are you planning on putting together any, uh, courses, books, or anything along those lines, anything exciting coming up?
1: Uh, I'm involved in, um, I've got a couple of shows myself that i from, I suppose, Australia, uh, business advisory shows. That I'm, a, I'm a co-host on, um, as nice. a, as a resident lawyer, I suppose. Um, so <laughs> we've just finished one season 14 episodes of one show just, dis- designed for real estate agents and advising real estate agents. Uh, And we're working on a show for just general business advice with an accountant, a marketing person, et cetera. And I'll be the, again, the resident lawyer.
0: It's super cool, Rex. Again, thanks a lot for being on the show today. And I'm sure that uh, a lot of my listeners will want to know more about what you do, and possibly even see, uh, you know, if they could set up a lawyer or anything that's for their business. Um, so, where can people find you online?
1: Uh, like you can all my. Um, I'm happy for you to share all my LinkedIn or Instagram um, pages, uh, and I'm always available if they mention your. Um, podcast. I'm happy to give a free, no obligation, confidential uh, consultation and see if we can help him in any way.
0: Awesome. Rex, again, thanks a lot for being on the show. And I'm looking forward to having you back in the future.
1: Thank you, Dinero. Absolute pleasure.
0: And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at denierob, D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B. And I will send you the direct link to the review section. And to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again. And I will talk to you again soon.